So the uh, Oscars are coming up on Sunday. Um, you guys big Oscar fans or? No, I, I, I watch I, like I, I watch I like five movies them. a year. Okay, you hate them. <laughs> you hate movies or the physically Oscars? hates uh, no. I love awards. I, I, well, yeah, you I don't know. There's don't. Some, there's something about all the self congratulation that goes on that kind of oh you don't kind of doesn't sit with me. But you don't like you don't like just me, just you don't me. like self gratification. Well, you know, it depends on whose self is being gratified, you know. <laughs> okay. Well, I brought that up. Uh, I'm not a huge Oscar fan myself either, but I was wondering um, if you had to pick a uh, someone from this movie that we just watched to uh, win an Oscar, you literally have to pick somebody to win an Oscar, who would you pick? Uh, I think we'll uh, get into this later, but I got to go with Coach Bowl. Okay. Coach Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd say don't give any context. I just want to know. No uh, context. Coach Ball. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out a a, a, a sleeper here. I'm gonna say it's a best uh, song with uh, the Jack A. Roddy Dangerfield duet. I'm just gonna see. I'm gonna leave it at that. Okay, we'll fair. Talk about that fair. Later. I actually was gonna give Jack A. for actress. <laughs> I thought she. I thought she. Sporting I actress she, or she's probably a sporting actress. God, she well, was first working, of all, there were only supporting so actresses. <laughs> yeah, oh, she 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 was really trying to spin some str- some gold out of that straw. Yep. yep. And okay. uh, nope. A for effort. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. So, okay. Very good. So that's a little uh, little tease for what's coming up here in about two seconds. Oh, God, kill us all. Live from Fitzgerald's in St. Paul, we are the Daves you know, plus a Luke. This is the Daves I know. You want me to be that type of dude, and I want to be who you like me to, but we both know I can't do nothing at all. All right. <laughs> yeah, they do. I'm trying to get all R&B over here in your motherfucking 1990s, like, every hip-hop song. is. <clears throat> what if every part of my clothing was a different color? <laughs> Sorry, I was listening. I was listening to uh, Rex and Effects on the way over here. So oh, nice. <laughs> good on you. So really excited yeah. to have the five of you here that are probably listening to this. Um, this is a special Patreon only we had like, episode we had like of the day. Twenty Patreons. So. Do we really? Yeah, that's more than we should. Probably. Yeah, <laughs> we really uh, noted. We're, Laugh we're, it up, we're giving balls. you the hot content Laugh you've been looking up. for. We're going back to episode two of the Watch Party, where we break apart, analyze, give our own critical perspective. On soccer specific or soccer adjacent yeah, movies. Soccer, soccer adjacent being a very. Good <laughs> yeah, and, we, and we maybe expanding the definition as time goes on. We yeah. might have to, yeah. Um, but the good news is this one is pretty much about soccer. Um, unfortunately, yeah. it is not about good movies. Yes, I will. I will note. I have a. I have a, uh, a Google Doc that has about sixty-five soccer adjacent movies on it. Most of them have, are very soccer heavy. Some of them have soccer as just a small minor subplot um this might be 
the worst of those movies. I mean, it's, it's, not it's no United Passions. Oh, yeah, we got to save that for, like, a live show. Yeah. I, so I have a theory about that. A so live screening. Also, by the way, um, so Wes over at uh, Blackheart and of the 551 podcast, he has a DVD version of, of, of United Passions. Oh, my God. I need, to chat, I need to chat with him about getting something set up here. <laughs> in, maybe, like, in the doldrums of the season, like, in July when we're getting the shit kicked out of us, we can fire up United Passions, get fucking wasted at Blackheart, and do <laughs> yeah, a podcast. Have to. <laughs> I, would, I would say that having an unopened copy of United Passions 50 years from now might net you like a million dollars. Yes. But I assume that all copies of it will be unopened <laughs> still at that time. Yes. So it's not really that special. It is an open copy. Also, if you if you are a glutton for punishment, United Passions is available on Amazon Prime. You can watch it on Amazon Prime mm, feel like right it's not now. not prime enough for Amazon Prime. <laughs> no. Whatever. Anyway, so that's Let's a, save up for that one. We're not talking about United Passions, we buried though. the lead. What are we talking we about? We are talking about uh, the uh, comedy stylings of Rodney Dangerfield in Ladybugs. Oh, yeah. The reason he got no respect was because of this film. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Amongst yeah. other things, but yes. No, it was just that. All right. Uh, Luke, why don't you tell us a little bit about, uh, yeah, about some of the facts of this movie? Let's walk through the tail of tape here a little bit. So this movie came out in March 1992, long, long time ago. What else is going on that year? Well, To Be With You by Mr. Big was the number one song <laughs> at the time this movie came out. So, that's, just, that's so just stick that in your pipe yeah. and smoke it. Just yeah. think, th- think about those kind of musical stylings everywhere you went yeah. back then. Um, there actually were some pretty good movies that came out in 1992. We're looking at Reservoir Dogs. We're looking at My Cousin Vinny, The Crying Game. But most importantly, that's the year that Under Siege, starring Steven Seagal, came out. The fact that Steven Seagal was never in a soccer movie just blows my mind. Uh, I mean, he still got time, I guess. Happen. You know what? I, I don't it know. It still if we, could happen. Yeah, no, still yeah, got time. Have, have we combed through the entire, like, Romanian produced, uh, you know, later days Steven Seagal movie genre here? I think there probably has been a soccer movie. Yeah, not yet, but we'll see. Well, we'll keep keep it on our radar. Because yeah. if, that, if that happens, that's another live show candidate yep. for sure. So the movie is rated PG-13 for some quote-unquote sex-related dialogue. Which is kind of bonkers when you think about it. Like, this movie got a PG-13. This movie would get a PG in nineteen in, in 2019. Oh, it would be a PG Mostly now. because, like, they wouldn't have the creepy, weird sex shit. That yeah, but there's also some <laughs> unbelievably <laughs> creepy. St- it's, like, both very chaste and unbelievably creepy all yes. in the same movie. Yeah. Yeah. There's, and, a, there's uh, a way that you can, you can take something inherently really awful and dirty, and by chastening it, it becomes less like raunchy and more like sort of detached psychotic yes, about it you yes, know right yeah yeah i think that happens yeah occasionally. like 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 you'd rather just hear the regular swear words and some of the made up stuff people get right, around right. used to like avoid swearing like, exactly i want you to ding dong in my wee wahoo yeah you know that just sounds gross worse. like yeah, <laughs> you, you have jars of formaldehyde filled with human fingers in your basement when you talk like that so yes just just go ahead and get in literally running talk. for governor it's in Minnesota. way better <laughs> um so this was directed by sydney either fury or furry i don't know which uh, who also directed Superman for the Quest for Peace? Also, also known as the shittiest Superman movie. It, it hands down, <laughs> is this the one where he flew around the planet fast enough to turn back time? I believe so. Yes. Yeah. It's been a long time since I watched the. Uh, this is the yeah the definitely easily the shittiest of the uh, Christopher Reeve Superman movies. For sure. I will, also, I will say that Sid Fury is a pretty fucking good name. That's good, that is a or, well, or Sid Furry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, if you're into that kind of thing. Yeah. So uh, that's less good. Yeah, he has tons of directing credits. Oh, dude, it's, yeah, it's ninety nine percent just pure garbage. Yeah, action, just like action army movies, and none of like none yeah. of them are good. Honestly, like literally, <laughs> he directed a short lived, uh, you know, obviously like UHF level uh, show called Eighteen Wheels of Justice, about a trucker who's driving around solving crimes. It's it's it says a lot <clears throat> when your 
probably best known for Superman for the Quest for Peace and Ladybugs. Yeah, yeah, yeah those, those <laughs> you're, are your two big. Your two big. Uh, your two big yeah, movies. You're, wow. Well, you know, it's a living. Yeah. It's a living. Yeah. Um, so who's who's in this movie? Well, uh, <laughs> the aforementioned. Aforementioned Rodney Dangerfield. So if you're like my age and you grow up watching Caddyshack like basically every other weekend on VHF over at a friend's house. So that really was like the peak of Rodney Dangerfield's career like as far as I know. <clears throat> like he made a lot of late night appearances on Johnny Carson and stuff like yeah. that too. <clears throat> but everybody fucking loved his character <laughs> on Caddyshack. Back to School was a big one. Yeah, Back well, to School was – and then the – this is kind of the pivotal moment where I think his, his career goes into terminal decline with yeah. being in Ladybugs it's here. The, it's, it's a mistake, though, to characterize him as like an actor, though. He's, he's a stand-up who yes. then went into movies. And the movies are just vehicles for the exact kind of jokes he would tell as a stand-up. Yes. Oh, yeah. And I think on reflection, that is not a good vehicle for stand-up jokes. Yes. No, no. not really. His like, least of all. It worked. It worked in Caddyshack because he was kind of a secondary character. That, yeah. yeah, who got some good. So lines he could in. just chime in every now and then, and you that know, was it. He didn't and, have to carry it. And one of my major critiques of Ladybugs here is basically the entire script was basically just sort of all these set pieces for Rodney Dangerfield to deliver very much oh. C minus material. Yeah, from his uh, stand-up set. Yeah, it was, and that's all while somebody is. else stands there as like a silent yeah. second man so, to listen to him say yeah. these things. Hey, so, like. It to in the normally the 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 uh, second man was unfortunately Jackie Harry who is fucking amazing yeah. as right. you alluded to yeah, was trying so Oscar goddamn winner hard in David's imagination <laughs> uh, yeah so Jackie or Jack A Jack A Jack A Harry hey, uh, if you guys get a chance to look up Jack A's got her own video out called the Jack A slide so she's still got it she's still working <laughs> yeah awesome. so you might know her from the, the TV show Sister Sister yes. uh, she played the mom in that one um, so that was great. Uh, who else was in that? Eileen Graff played uh, the uh, best, the Rodney Dangerfield's fiance. Yeah. Um, we should also note, like Rodney Dangerfield's literally seven year, seventy years old at the time yes. this movie's made. Yes. Um, and that's part of what makes this movie so like off-putting somehow. Yes. <laughs> so, so it, what it, else I, has I will Eileen Graff been in? Though? There's a. There, oh, I'm sorry to. I'm finishing your yeah. thought before we can go right, back to, her, to the thought about her, but. Um, this is not the first, and it is far from the last movie to have the trope of old, ugly, ridiculous, dirty, oh awful God. man yes. has inexplicably younger, attractive. Well, like, so I mean, Eileen Graff was like she's <clears throat> so like, yeah, it goes back. So she was in Remington Steel, the oh. TV series, and Mr. Belvedere before this. Oh, yeah, you, she played she played a fucking um, Bob Uecker's wife in Mr. Belvedere. Oh my God! So she so she could confirm the rumor as to whether or not the guy who played Mr. Belvedere once sat on his own balls and they had stopped going <laughs> for a few days. <laughs> exactly. Wow, she holds the um, secret. So she's so it's it's you know you say he's like he's he was seventy when he made this movie. I mean she's not young either. It's not like no, she's like, like in no, her yeah, she's like she's kind of like in her like late thirties. You know, she has but what, oh, so she's only half his age. Yeah. Well, I'm, but I'm still. It's like she's, yeah, it's also that, bonkers. Yeah, like I didn't. The, I guess I didn't the, realize he was 70 years old. The when he age did this between movie. Rodney and Eileen is is one of the less Ugh. off-putting factors going on. Yeah. Here. Well, um, we'll get to some of that. Yeah, like because <laughs> yeah. he's I, that's like, a low the bar. character he's playing is I think supposed to be sort of like late 30s, early 40s is the kind of like yeah, it's yeah, life situation place yeah, I thought like career, yeah, like, yeah, I thought yeah. you know like mid yeah mid to yeah. late 40s like that, having too like many 70 year olds are like bucking for the big promotion at the office. <laughs> no, they're yeah. trying to retire, man. Yeah. <laughs> right. uh, let's see, uh, Jonathan Brandis was in this. Uh, he was in that uh, the, the it uh, miniseries. If you kids uh, are just 
seen the new It. There's actually this based on a, a TV miniseries. Uh, well, he was in, th- maybe there was a novel before those. Yeah, things oh yeah, too, of but course. Yeah. But he was he, he was in the he was actually in the miniseries uh, Never Ending Story two, and uh, he is also known for dying before Roddy Dangerfield did actually. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. Sorry, I was a. Yeah, there's joke. actually there's some kind of dark stuff around the edge of this movie too, <laughs> yeah. honestly. So and uh, finally, uh, he pr- you know what happened? He, pr- he probably got a DVD of Ladybugs and watched it. <laughs> yeah. And then finally, uh, yeah, I almost feel like we should do like the like the content disclaimer at some point in this episode. <laughs> this is a trigger there's, warning. There's, uh, there's I mean, some, so, I mean, let's be honest. I there's mean, some weird so shit in here. Terrible gender politics. Yeah. Um, there's there's some stuff at least making light of child sexual abuse and yeah some weird like transphobia going on yeah, so and uh, it's yes yeah, it's 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 not a great it's not a great combo. weird absentee parentism and yes yeah. uh finally so yeah <clears throat> the last person i'm going to mention vanessa shaw vanessa v-i-n-e-s-s-a yep. uh, she played if you're uh, familiar with the uh bet midler classic hocus pocus focus yeah, she played the oh, girlfriend she's of, one of the more uh, accomplished actors of the entire movie <laughs> she, she is, yeah she's yes. like she's like the only one whose career didn't go into an immediate tailspin yeah she's, like, she's still movie. she's still in a bunch of she shows up like random procedurals and things like that she's, so still, got it. she's still acting um yeah so those are the sort of your main uh, your main players in this uh uh film yeah. we'll call it a film it yeah. was a right. film. all right so did anybody make any damn money off this movie Weirdly, no. <laughs> <laughs> that was, yeah, that was very uh, weird. So apparently, according to uh, the Wikipedia, budget for this was about twenty million dollars. Where? Where did that money go? I don't know. How? They made catering. Almost, they, they made almost fifteen million dollars, though. <laughs> fifteen million people so they, stood so out they in the lost, cold. They, they lost over five grand on this movie. Five million dollars, yeah, at least at the box office. Oh yeah. Yeah, right. so okay. I mean, I'm is, it, is that domestic or international? So like, gross? weirdly, well, who the hell's gonna watch this outside the United States? <laughs> weirdly, like right. most, I am most movies, like the IMDb like breaks it down a little bit. They actually like have a little more. There's like hardly anything for this movie. Like normally you can get, like there's like fun facts and all that. Like this movie has almost fucking nothing. Yeah, I feel IMDb like there's page. like there's like some court restraining orders on information about this movie to some extent. Yeah, yeah so like some the movie didn't get any respect. The hole. No respect. And yeah, uh, talking no about respect. critical reception. It literally got no respect. Oh, wait, yeah, do, do you have any notes on critical reception here? Yeah, we sure do. So we checked out the IMDb score, 5.3 out of 10, which... Uh, Very bad. We might say is being a little generous by the time we're done talking about yeah. this. I don't know. Who watched uh, this and was like, all right, I see that. Okay. Well, so oh, there's some reviews there, out there. Yeah, there's there's some fans out there, in fa- I can, including, I can, including uh, our own uh, Zoe Peterson here in town, who still <laughs> has a warm feeling about this for some yeah, reason. Like, so. Thinks this is like a greatest movie ever. Yeah, anyhow. Okay. Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 13%. That's from the critics. If yeah. you look they at the give uh, it to them, like yeah. But that the, sounds about right. But it's weird because like actually like the uh, audience reception is like 42%, and 18,556. Uh, sad people have reviewed this movie on Rotten Tomatoes. We're <laughs> <laughs> giving it, give so it a score. The, the 18,000th person is typing in the review like yeah. there's still something that hasn't been said. That's like, right. We, I don't think we've really explored all the, all the range of this film. There's a lot going on here. Um, in fact, Roger Ebert never even bothered saying anything about this. <laughs> that's, uh, that's, Ro- that's, Roger Ebert saw his film. He gave it one finger up. <laughs> Uh, that is literally weekly, a Rodney Dangerfield yeah, joke. Entertainment by the Weekly way. gave it a D plus. Um, can't can't say I'd argue with that with that review. There was one particularly damning review that was, came out in 1992 from the Hartford Current, and their movie critic wrote: "Instead of back to school, Ladybug should have been sent back to the cradle, where it could reflect upon the infantile plot and the sophomore gags that infest it from beginning to end." 
Uh, here, listen to that in Niles Crane voice, please. I can't quite right, do right, it, yeah. but that's, yeah, that's that's based on that you're... review. I'm going to now subscribe to the Hartford review. <laughs> the Hartford Current. We got it. That's where all of my film knowledge is yeah, going to come yeah, from. Yeah, it's super. Now. It was a super snippy review. It was yeah. actually it was actually kind of fun to read. Let, Good. Let me read a let me read a review from IMDb. Uh, uh, who gave it a ten out of a ten? Yeah, please. Harmless yes. fun. Oh, Har- so harmless. harmless. Susie F five six. Uh, she reviewed this on the 20th of December of Susie, 1999. Oh my God. I thought this film was so funny. I can see why peop- some people may not have found it as amusing as I did, because some of the jokes were only tasteful if you like that sort of thing. But otherwise, <laughs> I thought that everything was portrayed as best it could have been, and Jonathan Brandis playing Martha as well as Matthew was wonderful. Some parents may find this a bit childish, but it's the type of film that you can't help but laugh at. I think the best bits are when where Matthew and Martha are both confronted with some difficult explaining to do, and they have to get each other out of an awkward position. One of the funniest films I've ever had the chance to see. Exclamation point. Susie, I, I 10 hope, out of 10. I hope she's going on to see more We films. need to go find... I mean, she wrote this review 20 years ago, but we really need to go find <laughs> Susie and stage an intervention immediately. Yeah. Yeah, this is, this is not... Listen, if you go on the IDP, you can see some of the... Uh, some of the yeah. uh, 9 out of 10, 10 out of 10. Yeah. 10 out so of 10. I think, Excellent, I think, very funny, hilarious, superb. So I think there's a lot of like women who crushed on Jonathan Brandis who were like willing to give the movie a pass because he's in it a lot. That's true, he's, yeah. Uh, um, yeah, we're about to dive into the plot here, but yeah, Jonathan Brandis, uh, this very early <laughs> 90s Saved by the Bell style, like his hair is a little long oh, and yeah. swept back yep. and those blue eyes that oh, pierce yeah. through the color TV I that want, everyone had. I want to read one more IMDb review. Oh, please. <laughs> two, this is 2 out of 10 stars. Oh, yeah, here we go. Perfect. Safe for two kids? Question mark? I don't think so. Exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. He meant it. Um, I assume this was a safe movie for kids, but one about a young girl <laughs> soccer team. Well, it was about a soccer, the soccer team, but also had numerous sex jokes <laughs> and innuendos, along with a lot of profanity and just plain sleazy remarks. I, I think there was two swear words told. Yeah, yeah, I think, yes, one said shit twice. Whoever yeah. wrote the script must be a real sleaze bag. I should have noticed the PG-13 label, but somehow missed it. Oh, that God. would have tipped me off. For those who disagree with my or, remarks, tell me why they had to rate it PG-13 if it's such a sweet and innocent film. No, one's, no, one's, said it no one's arguing that by by the way, sir, um, the main kid in here is a foul mouth brat too. Rodney Dangerfield, the adult star of this prize winner, has some funny lines, but the general tone of this kid's movie turned me off big time. Do not show this to your little girls. <laughs> <laughs> Where did this guy get the impression it was a kid's film? Does he? It must have been literally the first time he'd ever become aware of Rodney Dangerfield. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Like, anyways, yeah. Thanks okay, for indulging whatever. me, gentlemen, on, oh on that God. IMDb yeah. uh, dive. Wow. So, um, so I, I, is this the part where we dive into the plot? I, I think we need to start. We got to start at some point. We've been dancing around on this thing. Just all right, what's um, it about? What's the motion picture? About? All right. Yeah. This is also from an, you, from an anonymous IMDb user. This will be the, the very general synopsis, and then we can okay. fill in some stuff. And I, yeah, I, I left I left all of the uh, misspellings and everything in this IMDb oh, user please, thing. Yes, it's better um, for it. Chester thinks he is going to get a promotion and tells his fiance. In a meeting with his boss, he lies and says that he coached soccer, S O C C O R, before, and his boss put him as the coach of a lady soccer team. There's only one problem: they suck. <laughs> the only way to rectify the problem is to dress his fiance's, F I E N C E. Uh, son as a girl and put him on the team. The only problem is that he has a crush on the boss's daughter who is also on the team. That is the plot synopsis. That's a of terrible this movie. synopsis. But I mean, it hits up. It hits basically every point. Yeah, so I mean, so so opening scene is is Rodney Dangerfield, also known as Chester in this movie, catching the tail end of some kind of weird motivational speaker. Oh yeah. That had no connection to the rest of the movie whatsoever. No, no. Like. I don't know if there was a yeah. subplot that eventually got like completely jettisoned or something where he like just I have no idea. 
I don't know what was going on. So, sort of like that, it's Pat. Like here, here's what it I'm, reminded I'm, me of is my very first job out of college uh, was with the state of Minnesota. I worked there for about three or four months, and I was promptly laid off along with a bunch of other people. So I had to go file for unemployment because I'm, you know, 22 and I'm broke, and I just lost my job. And they made us go see, like, as a condition of getting unemployment, you had to do all this paperwork and all this bullshit, but you also had to go see some, like, motivational career counselor. That's exactly what that felt like. So I just assumed that Rodney Dangerfield's character, Chester, was unemployed and, like, super down on his luck because he had to go see some of that right. stuff. He's but, literally uh, no, looking into a mirror saying, like, I'm good enough. I'm a, I'm a good guy. Like, I'm, I'm smart not, enough. I'm not a <laughs> piece of like human me. feces. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, it was like, maybe he's got problems. Yeah. And then, yeah, he's just, yeah, yeah he's back at work. No, no yeah, he, it turns out he's got a full-time job. Yeah. Uh, he's got a fiance. He's the best salesman on the team. He's the best salesman <laughs> on the team already. He's got a fiancé who will apparently put up with just unending shit. Yeah. Like, there, I, there's no idea, but she's just, you know, she's hanging on his every word. Also, he's 70 years old. <laughs> Have we mentioned he's 70 years old? No. Uh, so the, and we learned the fiancé has, like, a 14-year-old son named Matthew who is, like, yep. a super jock. Apparently, yep, yeah, with amazing he's, powers. Although we never see him, prick, we never see him playing any other sport other than watching other than watching. He does like MTV no, he videos. does. So he does. Uh, he does catch a uh, uh, football. Well, he catches that a football for a moment. Him, yes, and yeah. to, to uh, try yeah. to impress he's, uh, Kimberly. He's trying to impress right. her, and uh, yeah, he does by catching the football. But right. yeah, we don't ever actually see him play so, any other sport. So Arth- Chester's big motivation is he really wants to get a permit promotion so he and the fiance who already has a house and a functional vehicle yeah. and apparently no problem supporting yourself so they can get married and, and get they, a bigger like, house and get a bigger house also he's 70 um <laughs> yes that's, that's gonna be every, i can't get over this and, and, he is 70 is gonna be the new period at the end of the set. everything <laughs> we say this all, also he is 70 years old and like the one like they they feel like they had to do like a real estate scene where they go look at it like a Clearly, a shitty house. Right, but right. she's like living in like a decent ranch yeah. house that it doesn't yeah. seem like That's, they're overcrowded. Yeah, like, I mean, it's clearly it's like yeah, like a, like a bungalow in Colorado, like right. in like Denver, like the, like a Denver suburb or so, whatever. I mean, so this Here, is one that like any seventy. Yeah. So what's what's the, what's the what's the emergency here, bud? I don't get it. Like <laughs> well, everyone's got a roof over their head. What's, what's even weirder about it is that like so so I can see maybe from a logistical standpoint saying like if we can make these few stars aligned we're going to be in good shape to get married you know getting married can cost sure. a bunch of money yeah, stuff a lot like of money that all involved this stuff. In that. but uh, the problem is on the flip side of that they make like into in, like insinuations like she's going to leave him then yes. the opposite it's either you yeah. get a promotion we're going to get married or, or we can't do that curtains. and i'm going to kick your ass to the street yes. what kind of a relationship is that yeah that that's pretty it, sick she has a a presumably 12 to 13 year old boy kid so either she was married before she I, so i'm just i'm guessing like like how expensive is this wedding gonna be like are they gonna right. blow it out because he's 70 enough, years old yeah he's seven years old and, and he drives a minivan like I, that, yeah. that's unclear with, with the, uh, with, like oh, with, with, a, the, with the car phone in it with the 1992 what, car phone in it i have a question what the fuck does mullen industries actually sell what i don't know selling? They sell. Uh, they sell excellence. Yeah, that's all. That's <laughs> they what sell they winning. Do. <laughs> I, all I know is all I know is that like in the in the scene where he's in the the boss's office and he sees the trophy case. Where number one, the trophy case is just in the boss's office. Yeah. And you, if you uh, if you stop and you you pause it, you actually see like like a, one of those green lit up exit signs. Yes. I've never seen that in a fucking office. Really before. bizarre. So so I mean so the thing is so he sees this motivational speaker. And he, so clearly they're spending money on the on the yeah. on sets. So he sees this weird motivational speaker. He's finally amped up to go ask his boss, Mr. Mullen, for the promotion that he needs so he can marry what's her face? Bess. Bess. I think yes. it's Bess, yeah. Yeah. 
Um, and that's that's where the soccer comes in. Yeah. So his, his he, boss is a prick. Yeah, his boss is a prick. And his pitch for getting a promotion does not go super well. No, no. it does not. But he, Mr. Uh, Mr. Mullen is also insanely horny for his own wife. Yes, insanely horny for his own wife. So, I love you know, it. Uh, tip of the cap on that front. Yeah, I yes. love it. In, in, uh, in classic '90s fashion, like it was fucking amazing. It was perfect. Well, and apparently, but apparently, he you know can't get any loving at home unless the wife is seeing the girls' soccer team that the company sponsors excel. Yes, yes. that's what that's what's driving him. Yep. So, and so they sponsor the soccer team that has bugs. that has been yeah that has won the, the title four of the, five or years in a row or whatever they're, like they're, that they're the New York Yankees of Colorado girls soccer of, of, yes of yeah youth soccer in Colorado yeah um so Rodney uh, insinuates Chester insinuates that uh, he is a, a uh, amazing soccer player from his youth just because uh, he's trying to kiss ass yeah, at this point yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's, oh that's part of the that's part of the motivational speech is that you gotta kiss the boss's ass yeah, yeah you gotta be Make sure the boss is taller than you, so it's easier to kiss his ass. Uh, I make joke. <laughs> I make joke. I funny because I different different language. <laughs> <laughs> I make joke about the ass kiss. That's, you're, yeah, he's making that voice, but that's literally what the guy sounds yeah, like yeah. on the on this motivational speech. Um, yeah, so he anyway said he's a soccer coach because why not? Well, and, and the boss is about to blow him off, and, yeah. then, and then he sort of insinuates, "Hey, I can I can coach this girl's soccer team." His boss seeing a ray of light. Drunk on winning. Is hoping to get laid again sometime in the next year. Suddenly, with his wife, who's supposed to be like 25 and looks, in today's terms, like she is 70, also. (laughs) Yeah. In that 90s way, big hair, shoulder pads, all this stuff. There's a bunch of moments throughout the movie where Rodney's getting insanely horny for the wife, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So. There's a lot of. There's a lot of. uh, old men leering at uh, younger women in this movie. Yeah, that is, uh, yeah. That, that's actually one of the less unsettling moments. It is. Uh, somehow, <laughs> that, yeah. It's like, okay, at least this is like adults. Yeah. Here. So, <laughs> so ultimately, ultimately, he ropes uh, he ropes his assistant Jack A into uh, into being his assistant coach. Yeah. And hey, can even we, though, hold on, can we talk about the relationship with Jack A here? Yeah, please. Because anyway, so so he gets blurb, the, he gets the coaching job. He gets the coaching job. And that's going to solve and, all and of his problems. If it he can coach, insinuated that if he if he does a good job coaching, he'll have the promotion. But if he and then doesn't, he can get married and all, all this over. other stuff. And he assumes, and he he also assumes that he's it'll be a piece of cake because they won the last yeah, they're good. five titles they're in a good row team. or whatever. So right, yeah, right. So so in the promotional materials, they say that Jack A is just his best friend. But in the movie, it's clear that she's some kind she of like works workplace subordinate. Yeah, yeah. Like, like she, like um, she's he, his assistant. He, now right. she may still be his best friend because, as near as I can tell, he's un- entirely friendless. <laughs> right. But yeah. she, she works for him. Yes. yes. And her fortunes are tied to his getting right. a promotion. Right. And she, and for she some actually reason. says that at one point. Yes. Like, if you, Chester, oh, multiple if you times. Get, if you get fired, I'm going to be homeless. Yeah, multiple <laughs> times. She, <laughs> she yes. mentions that. Yeah. It's not great. Not just, not just, just, like, not just one time. Yeah. So it, it's. Yeah, there's just there's that's one of one more uh, kind of weird and she, unsettling. She ultimately there. then must become complicit in what is the the plot's main driving point, yeah. which we'll talk about momentarily. Yeah, but sure. anyways, he he shows up for the first day. He's got Jack A in tow. He shows up for the first day of practice. Assumes the ladybugs are gonna be awesome. They've won every year for you know how many years now, and they are not. They're not new. good. Can I? Can All I, new kids. Can I, can I mention like? The car phone and like the the very first time you see the car phone, it's clearly just like a telephone that was in yeah. connected to his car. Yeah, they literally like recorded telephone. Yeah, they recorded yeah. telephone. Keller drive on they put in the console. And then, of an I, don't, old I, don't, I don't know if you guys noticed it, but they clearly did ADR in this because there are there's a certain point where Rodney Dangerfield is definitely saying something and his lips are not saying the same thing. So they clearly has some oh, really? ADR issues that they, they just they just papered over with edit. Like they didn't even try to edit it God. to look good because it literally is. 
you, he's, his lips are moving, but he's saying something completely different. If, you're, well, if you ever want to, this movie is on Amazon. You can buy, you can rent it for three ninety nine, yeah, which I did. Don't, don't spend, do it. Don't spend more than three ninety nine. But if you ever get it. Maybe what he said was that. By the way, I'm peppering in Rodney Dangerfield jokes throughout this. Okay. Yeah. So maybe what he said was. Um, you get respect. Uh, I'm not a sexy guy. I went to a hooker. I dropped my pants. She dropped her price. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good. That's a good offensive loons fan joke. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I'm deleting my Twitter account after this. So and that, Anyways, that yeah. really goes into the entire like kind of phoned it in energy that's behind this entire movie. Um, everyone just seems like they're kind of sleepwalking through this movie, except for Rodney Dangerfield, who's overselling it, and <laughs> and Jack A, who's who's gamely trying to hoof things along here. Yeah. But it's like I said, the whole thing feels like it's just a series of set pieces for Rodney Dangerfield stand-up lines yeah. to tell jokes, like I just yeah, told. Yeah. That, exactly. That's it. So, so. They, yeah, they, he finds out that everybody on the team is new, except for the uh, African American girl Nancy, and apparently Kimberly the. Boss's daughter, or maybe the she's—I yeah. don't know. Maybe she's she's like new to the team. I don't, I don't even—I don't necessarily understand the logistics of that, or like I, how that works continuity-wise. Yeah. Um, and then there's a whole there's a whole like three to four minutes of uh, black people are better at sports jokes that Jack A and Rodney Dangerfield go back and forth on. Yeah. Um, and, you which know, is really hey, I'm just that, really. I honestly I was less worried about that. So not even worried that could have gone to really really bad place. And it, it wasn't great by any means. But yeah. I honestly, like, I did kind of like how um, pathetic his retorts were. Because she's like, black people have been on all these sports. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, uh, what, what, about, what, about water what about fox hunting? What about fox hunting? <laughs> well, well, like, <laughs> start, start, starts off with hockey. And it just gets progressive. It, it just gets worse. worse, yeah, worse. So I almost thought, thought it was funny it. for how much his defensive white people oh, peters com- out. Compared, compared to some of the other stuff that happens, yes. Oh, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's what totally about fox hunting? <laughs> like, yeah. What a terrible thing to be. The white people are good at fox hunting. Well, yeah. and so, so, so at the first practice scene, like one of the things, like obviously this movie was trying to sort of rip off the, the, the theme and the format of the Bad News Bears a little bit. Sure, yeah. Where, sure. you know, kind of broken down, alcoholic, middle-aged guys coaching a not very good kid sports team. But, like, in that movie, like, every kid had a particular personality trait or something that explained why they sucked. Mm-hmm. This movie is just like, here's a bunch of girls trying to play soccer, and they're really bad. Hey! The only um, girl that had any personality was the girl who was ugly. That was her personality. <laughs> Wait, yes. who? The girl, the, you know, ev- eventually, eventually she takes, oh. da- she lets down her hair and yeah, takes yeah, off yeah. her glasses. Pinser. and then Pester. So, yeah, so Pester, Pester. She's the only one who has a personality, like her personality and her personality is that, is that she has ugly. to wear goggles. Yeah, yeah. that's she's her personality. Wearing, she looks like a goddamn minion out there. Yeah. <laughs> um, so We'll get to her in a yeah, second. Oh, we'll, yeah. t- we'll talk about her. <laughs> God. Guys, we're like we're only like twenty five minutes into this movie. We we just did a we just did an extremely short normal Dave's I know, and this is gonna be like a three hour close read. What I watched so I you know, I, psychoanalytic I, approach to I watched, the movie Ladybugs. I watched this movie last night because I hadn't. I mean, I, I remember seeing this movie when it, like at some point when it came out, and I barely remembered any of it. Um, yeah, I remember like sort of the the, the you know the boy dressed in girls clothing subplot or plot or whatever. Right. I didn't remember anything anything else. Um, I literally paused it at 23 minutes in. I was like, oh, my God, how much longer is Oh, how often? I feel like, I feel okay. like I've been watching how for many an hour. Breaks, how many breaks did you have to take watching this movie? At least four. I just took Yeah, I, I swear four. to God. It took me maybe four hours total to finish the whole movie. <laughs> it didn't take me that long, but, like, I had to stop. Like, I stopped, got up, like, yes. smoked a one came back. <laughs> <laughs> did, it, did it get any funnier? No, it did not. There's <laughs> not, not really enough hard. drugs in, in honor it's to really make this hard. movie like, funny. I, I, 
I find a lot of shit really funny when I'm high. I didn't find this funny at all. And uh, it stopped again at like at like 65 minutes in. I was like, oh my god. When you got another beer? Oh yeah, there's so many times I was checking the time. Like, okay, okay. There's 32 like, minutes left. I can do this. It's only 90 minutes. You can do this. Oh it's only god. 90 minutes. We need to wrap up the plot summary because because right. I know what we really want to dive into is what's problematic yeah. about the movie. So let's let's finish so, up what right. the thing is about. Let me let me plow through the plot really quick. Um, we haven't gotten to the key point, yeah. which is how he's so going to make the team good. So basically, they lose the first two games. Uh, then he brings in uh, his his future stepson Matthew um, to uh, sort of basically uh, assess how the team's playing, give him some tips. He's a jock, he, after all. He's trying to get closer he, to his stepson. And he just got kicked off his yeah, own soccer team. He just got kicked off his own soccer team for, for some reasons. Uh, Roddy Dangerfield decides, hey, it'd be great if I actually bring you on as a play play as a girl. You can help these help the girls develop and, and play. Like Basically, the kids, like they need a, a good central midfielder to help, you know, Yep. Coordinate everything, as we've talked about many times in this podcast. I, I will say that the peripheral discussion of, of like soccer tactics and stuff in the good. movie, to the extent that there was like maybe 15 seconds of it, not not that bad. Yeah. <laughs> so, so there's a whole scene where fair. they uh, they Rodney Digital takes uh, Jonathan Brandis Matthew to the uh, to the store to get clothing and, and dresses and stuff like that. So much fucking neon. In this, yeah, yeah. It's the 90s. It was awesome. flower yeah. prints. Yeah, flower yeah. prints and neon. Multi shoulder multi-prints. pads, all that. Yeah, windbreakers. Um, so. Martha plays on the team. They start winning. Yeah, I they think make you it sped passes. Martha is the name for Matthew. Matthew, yes, sorry. Right. I, yeah. We kind of breeze right. over. Yeah. He literally makes his future stepson cross dress, dress. dress as a girl to play on the girls' team yes. in the hopes that he can make them win, yep. thus getting his promotion and winning the love of his life. Yep. Who Anyways. is that poor boy's mother? And, and subplot is Matthew is crushing on uh, on Kimberly. Kimberly, yep. Who is that's like yeah, the only reason the, he, the, the goes Mullen along daughter. with it at all. Exactly. Right. Yes. Who is the owner's the owner the Mullins' daughter? Who also they hate because she's not good at soccer. She she's a uh, Alexi Gomezing the ball over the yeah. place. So yes. <laughs> she. So they hate her their own daughter. Yeah. yeah which is which is weird. Like so. I mean, Zeller, you have experience with insane like sports parents. Oh, right? absolutely. Yeah. Like they don't give a shit about the team. They want their own kid to play well. Like. Yeah. There, so there's that was, no. That was I. W- that was a sticking point. That was one of my yellow cards. I'm like this doesn't make any sense. Like. Right. Yeah. It's like to the to the detriment right. of the team. They want their yep. own kid to be playing. This is the exact opposite. He just he just wanted the team to win. Can we, we'll talk about, a little bit about them drinking martinis on the sideline during during all the games. That was one of the good times. It was kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> just martinis like those, going those all over the place. Those two actors, the mom and the dad, is his boss, Mr. Mullen, and, Mr. As, like, and, and his wife. As assholes. They, yeah. they, they did really well yes, as the quintessential corporate assholes. Yeah. Yeah. assholes. So anyway, so long story short, they they uh, they start winning a bunch of games. They get to the final um, where they play uh, uh, Coach Bull's team, which we'll talk about Coach Bull in a little yeah. bit. They're losing um, because Martha's not there because Martha's found out They've by found. Bess. Um, she found his out mom, that yep. yeah, his mom that you know he was cross dressing and playing on a girl's so, soccer and team. So here's here's the and other. She, sorry, she made she basically gave him them an ultimatum like either don't do this, basically like lose your job or lose me. Basically, it's like the ultimatum she gave him. Yeah, which is weird because before it was like get the promotion or it's we're yeah. not going anywhere. Yeah. So. Ultimately, though, uh, Matthew shows up as Martha. He reveals himself to the girls at halftime of the game. Who immediately are like, okay. Yeah, they're like, yeah, oh, we're yeah. cool with this. There's totally one fine. moment yeah. of, uh, well, and, and then, then after that, like, you <laughs> know, the, the, uh, the secret all along was that they had the ability to win within yes. them. 
Yeah. They didn't need to have a boy. Martha really on their just team. brought it out. Yeah, the girls, yeah. the girls rally. Yeah. They, 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 they tie the game up, and then the, yeah. in the dying embers of the game, yeah. Kimberly gets a penalty and she takes it and scores it, wins the game. They Finally win the, validating she, her she existence to her parents. A ton of penalties. Oh, yeah. her, her parents who made her stay home from the championship yes. game because right. they thought she was terrible at soccer. Um, everybody's happy. Uh, he gets the promotion. Uh, then he goes by a bus. Yeah. He's, he's Fa- fast like, forward to the next spring. He's promoted like a vice president of like sports operations for the for the. Yeah, like and he and Mullen are just like buddies now. Yeah. yeah. So and now uh, he's every bit as much of an asshole as his boss. And is. It is, his whole uh, way to beat the hell out of uh, teams is to have a bunch of boys dress up as girls. Yeah, and so it's, it's that's revealed, just a permanent it's strategy. Revealed that Coaching a quote-unquote girls' softball team, which is all a bunch of boy yeah. ringers. Also, Tommy Lasorda so, shows so he up at the end of this movie too. By the way, well, he's one of the coaches in the initial round. Is no, oh, he, he, no, he, he shows at the very end. He shows at the very end. The softball, the softball. So yeah. Anyways, that's uh, worth, worth last note on the plot. He does end up winning the hand in marriage of uh, yes. the lady who's after, who forgave him the next day after she found out that he had been cross-dressing his <laughs> uh, his uh, yeah. future son yeah. for countless weeks. She so, gave she forgave him the next day. Just so, co- couldn't get enough of that 70-year-old Rodney what, cock. So what you were saying so. is he finally got his respect. That's just literally how the, how, the That's how the movie ends. That's how the fucking movie ends. A fool who got some respect. That's, that is the last line of the movie. <laughs> it's, just, it's a freeze frame on Rodney Dangerfield, and you're just like, why are we freeze framing on Rodney Dangerfield? Just an absolutely brutal denouement Anyways, for all right. a so, long trudge. So that's that's the that's the plot of this movie. Um, where do we want to go next? Do we want to talk about uh, some... Uh, well, okay, I mean... I mean, this is, cards, this is pretty cards. obvious just from, just from the plot synopsis, but the gender politics of this movie are fucking awful. Um, yeah. And I'm not sitting here to be like trying to be Captain Woke or anything like that. Captain Woke. You know, the message is, I mean, the, the girls were basically kind of an undifferentiated mash of just losers who can't do anything right. They've got to have a boy, like, actually teach them how to do anything for yep, fucking yep. right. Boy activates And, yeah, them. they give the little speech at the end where saying, well, actually, the, the ability to win was within, all, within you all along. You don't need a boy to lead you. And then that's completely portrayed in the final scene where he's back to using an all a team of all male yeah, ringers yeah. to win girls' softball. Yes, there weren't enough women who uh, yeah. had the ability within them all along. Right. Playing softball, so I mean, so. so the message is very clear that like women and girls can't do jack shit right. yeah. uh, by themselves ever. Uh, so um, so <laughs> related to that though, like he does, he treats. I mean, you say Jack A was supposed to be his best, like a good, right, a good she, friend. But she's like, but she's clearly portrayed as this is, and she's actually treated with a lot of respect by him. That's I mean, true. Respect. So it's, I mean, it's, it's so, it's so odd that they, yeah, they treat like that one relationship, like as like generally, like you know, like mutually, like they're mutually in, in uh, together on this thing. Like they have their yep. their fates are tied together. So he treats her with respect and all that. But then at the same time, the condescendingness of of so much of it is. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. And that's, I mean, that's to I, say nothing of his relationship like, with his would-be wife. Yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. He, you know, she every time she has something like a meaningful interaction with him, which is not that often, because she's she's a plot point. <laughs> she's not a character. Yeah. Um, when she's trying to show him houses they could buy, all he does is just shit on her talking about the houses. Shows him the wedding invitations. He's like, oh fuck your wedding invitations. You yeah. Know, like like it just will yeah. not have. He never treats her with like even a moment. Of reasonable respect, no. and still can't get enough of that Rodney Cock. Yeah. I nope. guess he treats Jack A with way, way more respect than he treats his fiance. Makes you wonder, yeah. yeah. That danger dick. Uh, um, can we talk? So one of the other things. Well, I was gonna say one other thing. Like, the, the, obviously, there's two movies this thing's trying to reference. One is the Bad News Bears, like we talked about, but also the 1956, I want to say, comedy, Some Like It Hot. 
where uh, Tony Curtis and Jack Lemon are basically cross-dressing to fit into a women's band. They're trying to woo Marilyn Monroe. It's actually a really funny movie. And you do have a lot of these like wacky mix-ups where like, oh God, I'm in drag and she saw me and now I'm the down the, the that's what they were trying to do. And there's this one scene where uh, Jonathan Brandis is is scrambling up and downstairs, changing that out of his boy clothes into his girl clothes, all that. You could tell that's kind of what they were hoping to pull Very off Very Mrs. Movie. Doubtfire kind of thing. Yeah. That might yeah. be a more recent yeah. movie yeah, a lot Doubtfire of our listeners well. have seen. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to play yeah, like, both sides. And, uh, I think you're giving this movie a lot of credit when you yeah. reference some like it hot. Yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> but, but like, I got to say your point. None of it works. It's no. all insanely awkward. Yeah. Um, you know, honestly, like this movie just kind of had me hating like everything. You know, <laughs> let me let me <laughs> um let, I'll, I'll throw this out there. I'm not trying to de- defend the movie, but I, I'm trying to think of different perspectives because they don't need to just li- listen to us for an hour talk about how it, su- it does suck. But it, I think cross dressing and even having funny elements that emerge from it is not necessarily or inherently disrespectful or awful or anti-trans or things like that. Yeah. I, I think you can mine humor from some situations that can come from mistaken identity and the sort of peril yeah. of trying to play these different sides. Yeah. I mean, that's just I, there's a, comedy a way classic. to do it that you can make it more about the anxiety of the moment than just about, but, but when the humor just stops at the, there's no other joke. The idea of being a person wearing a different gendered clothing that's inherently funny. No need to take the joke any further. Yeah. That's when it's really problematic. Of course, it's, right. worse, it's worse when you're actively saying, oh, fuck them. These people are weird. But yeah. it, if you just stop and say, nope, it's inherently funny. That's all I needed. It just it'd laugh on its own. Then that's where it's not enough. And yeah, this movie goes there. I do not think this movie is, is specifically like anti-trans. It's not transphobic, yeah. Yeah, they, it, but it, it treats it as it's inherently... Worse. It just treats it as if it's inherently funny yeah, that yeah, somebody would yeah. cross it's, it's an immediate punchline. Oh, my God, here's a boy wearing a dress. Ha, 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 Look, ha, ha. Right. Yeah. I, I, yes, and I agree. Uh, can, I, can we talk about the thing I think is worse than this movie, which is like the weird sexual innuendo we, that there is? We need to yeah. talk about that combined <laughs> that's with the, the fact that... part of this movie. And, and combined with the fact that um, we're talking about kids. Yeah. Yeah. It's, so there's, uh, there's it's one really thing to cross-dress and say, ho, 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 because English... Comedy is nothing but cross-dressing yeah, for the last right. hundred years. They're like that. Just they cannot get enough. Of they this love shit. it. Yeah, they fucking but love it. When you're forcing a twelve-year-old to do it, and it gets more complicated. <laughs> There's that, and just also just the weird, the uh, the particularly weird relationships that uh, Dangerfield forms with several of the girls on the team. Yeah, let's um, and let's let's talk so, about it. So them. there's there's the pep talk scene with what's what's Pinzer. The yeah, m- Penny the Pinzer. Yeah, yeah. 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 D- d- break down this. What happens in that scene? So they're, they're cut into a scene. It's after practice. A bunch of the other girls on the team are like talking to like some guys from a boys' baseball team or something like that. And the goggle girls, Pinzer is like, oh, I don't, I don't think any boy would ever want to talk to me because she's ugly. He, she's got he, glasses. Yeah, because yeah. she's got glasses and braces and, and, and braces and, braces. and, her, and her hair's up. <laughs> yeah. And then there's this really long, drawn-out, super creepy scene where Rodney Dangerfield is. Oh, what are you talking about? You're a beautiful girl. Let's take those glasses off and get a look at you. Yeah. And it kind of goes downhill <laughs> from there. And you she know, lets it's, her hair it's, down, gives it right, a swish. Right, it's the whole sexy librarian thing, like right. where she takes the glasses off oh, and lets her hair down. Yeah, there's like, like a look swish at you. Except, except it's yeah. a twelve-year-old girl for right. fuck's sake. And, and, and it goes. It, it, yeah. If it stopped there, it would be just a really awkwardly handled pep talk. Yeah. But it goes further, and then Rodney says, "Like, oh boy, you know, if I were your age, I'd, I'd be all over you." you you probably wouldn't even want a guy like me. 
and yeah. backs her into the corner of saying, like, no, Coach Chester, I definitely would. And then she yeah. gives him a big Everyone's old wet pervert kiss. And then yeah. Yeah, people cannot get enough of that Rodney Dangerfield <laughs> cock in this movie. Uh, and, and so that that's where it really crosses the lines. We're like, well, yeah. I, I bet you wouldn't even go for a guy like me. Yeah. Well, oh. clearly anyone will based on <laughs> right. this movie. So, like, like literally, like he could have been arrested for that dialogue yeah, if it happened yeah. in real life in 2019. So there's that scene. There's also the scene where he, uh, they go, uh, where him and Matthew, Rodney and Matthew, go co shopping the store, uh, which is I, a whole. It's all like there. There's like the again going back to the cross dressing theme about how it's bad or awkward or weird or whatever. Yeah. And then they're in the uh, in the uh, dressing room together. Which and is, it's like a curtain dressing room, curtain so you can, see, you you can see hear their feet. people saying, you can see their feet. And there's a woman sits down with her, I'm guessing, kid or grandkid, and yeah. basically he's saying all the wrong things. Definitely oh, saying. Yeah, there's, all this, there's all this, like, I'm not comfortable with this. He's like, hey, hold on, I'll be done in just a minute. Yeah. Right. You know, and, and you kind of see their he's helping, kinda he's helping him put on a dress. Yeah. It's like, yeah. oh, it's too yeah. tight. Oh, relax, it'll get better. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, just un- I, insanely creepy. I, yeah, <laughs> it was, and again, because... It might have been a different thing if it was just like two adults who were in a compromised situation. Yeah. But it's a seven-year-old man and yeah, like I mean, a twelve-year-old boy. And there's the implied non-consensual yeah. thing, and it just—I had to take a break after that one. Yeah. I had to take a break after and that one. And then there's a yeah. And then uh, <laughs> the woman li- outside yeah. literally faints, faints once they yeah. emerge. Because yeah. he comes out and he's—he's he's like going to talk to her, her, to her girl, or whatever. And then yeah, she faints. Do you know what you know was what? amazing it, about that scene actually? Yeah. Is that that old, that old lady who is eavesdropping on this? She wasn't freaked out by it. She no. was more like interested as an eavesdropper when she heard like, "Oh, relax, it'll be all right." Yeah. But then when they emerge and she finds out that it's a boy wearing a wig, that's the moment where it all just is too much for her. Yes. It was yeah. totally cool before. It's like, oh, what's thing. going on this, in this there?" This could have been a good Benny Hill skit. <laughs> like if she starts chasing him and whacking him with an umbrella, and then a guy with the gorilla suit comes around right. and there's an English <laughs> Bobby, and, sacks and they're on. all chasing each other in like super speeded up motion. Maybe that would have been a good scene. But uh, as it stands, yeah, no, just kind of needed to go wash my hands yeah. after that. Yeah. Just, yeah. So there's one other thing. Uh, so when this movie, so apparently this movie occasionally, apparently gets airing on the Disney Channel, TNT, and TBS occasionally. They the don't Disney Channel. Yeah. They they only cut they sh- they basically short one scene in the movie. Whoa. Uh, and that's the scene where he's at the bar. Oh God, that's right. So in the theatrical, they so cut that scene, but yeah, not the dressing. So room scene? yeah. So they, they yeah. So best best throws him out of the house. But they but they cut but they cut just a little part of the scene. So in the in the in the theater a theatrical release in the movie that we saw on Netflix, Bartner asks him what happened. He says, "Well, I took her son, dressed him up as a girl, and talked him into playing with me." He's kicked out of the bar. In the in the TV version, though, he says, "Well, I took her son." Dressed up, dressed him up as a girl, and then we see him get uh, kicked out of the bar. They I don't can't know, say play worse. with me. Yeah, play with yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. he's referring to soccer. It sounds in the moment like he's talking about playing with his big seven-year-old nuts. Yeah. 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 So so. yeah. I mean, that's like the third red card in this movie. Yeah, they almost don't have enough players to play. At yeah. This no, point. the entire squad's been sent sent to the dressing uh, room yeah. by, by like the twentieth minute. Yeah. Oh my god. So so let's let's as as a recap of 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 uh, what. Uh, thematically is problematic attitudes towards women d minus 
if I'm not failing it because of the speech he gives at the end, which is and, and because yeah. of his relationship with Jackie, which yeah. is yeah. which is equitable generally. Right. Yes. Um, yeah. Weirdly. So yes. D, D minus. So weird, yes. um, ch- the sexualization of children. There's one scene that I don't I don't know how I feel about it, but there's one scene we haven't even talked about where Matthew is coming to scope out the girls team uh, to because he's going to give advice oh, to right. Chester about how it goes, yeah. and he sees his the girl of his sequence. his daydream. Oh yeah. And then in his daydream, yeah. we see again who, what, what is ostensibly a 12, 13, 14-year-old girl basically dressed in, like, underwear running toward him and stuff. She's scantily clad. And then he, he imagines their life unfolding together, which is a very... It's a, it's a very 12-year-old sexualized yeah. fantasy it, well, it, it, like a, in, its, in its extreme chastity, there's really. there's a real prolonged scene where she's in a pretty skimpy swimsuit. Right. Oh, yeah. The, enti- so, well, the entire time, she's scantily clad. Even that wedding so, dress, she's scantily clad. Yes! Even her wedding dresses. So <laughs> I waffle on this because yeah. at, at face value, it's easy as an adult looking back on it to say, this is the movie hypersexualizing like a 13 year old girl right. at the same side it was it was a very sort of um hilarious in its in its chasteness 13 year old boy daydream yeah. of what right. that the culmination is they get married and they kind of have a dry kiss on the lips right right and, and so. like even when they have a romantic dinner they yeah. lift the platter and there's like two mcdonald's yes. hamburgers you know yeah. so I, I can't decide if i think it was like i don't know if you've ever seen the tv show which is current now big mouth it's an animated show it's very it's very head on this is what being like a pubescent like 13 oh, year old kid is oh, like and it, and it pulls no punches but yep. it actually ha- it has emotional stakes and I think it does it pretty well even okay. at the same time it's very realistic about how gross that time is I can't I don't know how much I feel about his daydream. Are they just saying, yeah, it's funny because it's a 13-year-old, and that's what 13-year-old boys are like, which it kind of is. Like this weird mix of very innocent and very horny. Right. But (laughs) at the same time, at our remove, adults watching this movie, it's a hypersexualized 13-year-old. I I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, watching this as a dad now, I'm like, eh. I wrote down in my notes, like, 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 I don't remember being that fucking horned up when I was, like, 13 years old. What? I'm sure I I probably was. Oh, God. I I don't remember being that horned up. Yeah. I'm sure I probably was, but yeah. you know, at 13. If I would have seen that scene, and I probably did see it when I was 13, yeah. I would have looked at Matthew and like, yeah, yeah that's buddy. exactly what my life's gonna be <laughs> yeah, like. Buddy. Like, no apostrophe, let no let asterisk. I want the that pillow in my lap yep. to hide my boner right now. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> gonna go hunt my stuffed animals. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Oh God. Okay. Well. <laughs> any other? You know, uh, when I, I'm thinking back to my youth. You know. I come from a stupid family. During the Civil War, my great uncle, he fought for the West. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, okay, well. So, so we've been talking, I mean, so what? There's, there's what, three or four red cards we're handing out to this movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Definitely. Um, Can we talk about race? We've, we've, ta- we've talked about else. potential transphobia. Yeah. I don't think it goes quite as far as transphobia, but it no. does simply it mind was, the idea of it for laughs. And I think it was just out of sheer laziness, though. They, they, like, they, I think if they thought they could, they could have milked some better. more explicit transphobia for, like, a little bit more laughs, they would have. Right, right. But everyone's phoned in. The writer, the director, everyone that, who's in this. That's fair. Yeah. So, There's, um, uh, so, so we have that. Um, there, any questions of class, and I mean by like uh, economically yeah. class, uh, I don't think there's anything too off there. 
the only the, the only real meaningful mention of class is that obviously he has a rich prick boss. Right. But they go so hyperbolic with that that it's just for funny. Like he's 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 a prick and his wife is just yeah. these these yuppie douchebags right. to the point where you can't help but laugh. They're on the sideline at the youth soccer right. game with like sweaters around the yes. neck and martinis yeah. and like who goes to a youth soccer game yeah. and has martinis? <laughs> and, like yeah, you're drinking champagne from flutes and like yeah, exactly. The flute over the so shoulder. so like I, I I give that a pass. It was yeah. it was just that part was funny enough. Like, you know, what else do we have? Race? Can we talk about race? Well, I mean. Oh. So he's got I mean, a black so woman working for him as yeah, a subordinate. There's one, there's one Asian girl. There's one black girl on the on the, on the team. The team is relatively diverse. Oh, relative. Uh, even though the kids are non-entities the themselves. Who just goes ham and like, and just like two foot tackles like six people in a row. I, re- I, can't I remember that. I, I can't, she yeah, didn't have a name. She might have well been Hydra in that point. So. Yeah, it yeah. might have been Chu. And then there's this weird thing about Chu's like the worst player they've got. She's the Asian girl. Yeah. Oh, she's a and terrible the goalie game, because she keeps yeah. chasing butterflies. Yes. But right, then he puts right. butterflies on the ball, apparently. Yes. And then she scores because she likes chasing butterflies. No, but like nobody and wants her butterflies. goal. And then in yeah. the final game, she's like, put me in, I'm ready. And then we see the only time any shots on goal ever get stopped yeah. in yeah. the entire she, film. She turns into uh, Yeah, she turns into like this just, you know, ball-stopping machine. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know what was going on there. Maybe some stuff got cut that would have made him explain that a little more. I don't know. Yeah. So. Um, the te- team is comparatively diverse. Could have been. Could have been worse, yeah. you know. Yeah. Even though the individuals are complete non-entities with no personality, Yo, yeah. they could have been anybody. They were but just a bunch of props for yeah. a bunch of set-piece props for some Rodney Dangerfield jokes. I, d- I yeah. do love that there's literally a mom wearing a soccer mom shirt. Yes, <laughs> that was a good touch. <laughs> that, yeah, that, <laughs> was like, that was pretty funny. It's like okay, make it very fucking obvious. Was there, so let me let me ask this: Were there moments in the movie that were funny that that you, even if you're laughing in spite of yourself, <sighs> that you're like, okay, all right. Or were there any of Rodney well, Dangerfield's so, individual you know, jokes that, like, I, worked for you? I went into this having, more, you know, at least semi-positive feelings towards Rodney Dangerfield. Ba- basically just because of Caddyshack, honestly. So at some point, he's, he, yeah. know, he's going into, he's riffing on some of his jokes. I'm like, all right, I'm going to hear a lot of Rodney Dangerfield jokes. And then that feeling dissipated in yeah, about, like, 10 or 15 seconds. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, this is not the A material for sure. So... Yeah. I don't know. Uh, you know what? I liked. I liked the final game. There was some brisk soccer action. The opposing team's to- coach, Coach Bull, was <laughs> runs wearing his team like a military, military jumpsuit and screaming at the I, team. I found it funny when he, yep. his team started to fall behind when yes. he yells at his own team, "Get down, give me three. Yeah. And the other bench, "Get down, give me three. And then he turns to the stands behind, him, "Get down, give me yeah. And then the people in the stands immediately jump down and start doing push-ups. Yeah, that, like, like that's that, how like the fear coach, he inspired. Yeah, like that stuff was like some of the only genuinely funny stuff in the whole movie. So I actually looked this dude. So Coach Bowl, who who absolutely would be played played by Peter Vermees. Oh yeah. If we we're gonna put oh, real yes, soccer yes. personalities, he looked just like movie. Peter Vermees too. Um, so he's a stand-up comedian named Blake Clark. Um, his whole routine is based on his experience as a platoon leader in Vietnam. So Excellent. I mean, if that I mean, if Agent Orange and like you know seeing your friend's limbs get blown off by booby traps and stuff like that isn't comedy gold, I don't know what is. Yep. Uh, but apparently, and he he's hilarious in this movie. He is the one genuinely funny part in this movie. So who knows? Um, his whole career since this has just been in a lot of shitty Aunt Adam Sandler movies. Uh, most notably, his farmer Fran in the movie The Water Boy. 
Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. So at the end, he's, he's like guy. pinching his yep. nipples as the yep. final pass is flying yep. through. The, he looks a lot older in that movie. I remember yeah. that now. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That is. Yeah. Him. yeah. Um, so apparently, so apparently, beating ladybugs aged him horribly, and like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like in a matter of a couple of years, he looks like Farmer Fran. Yeah. So, Zeller, was there something that you found funny? I genuinely, or even in spite of yourself? I thought, I thought the, uh, the I thought the final PK was funny because the way it's. I love how it had this rainbow. Yeah, arc. exactly. <laughs> the way she hits it. The and PK the, is the in the air for 15 minutes. Yes. Before it comes yeah, it's down. like this weird, like it's looping like chip shot. Like she chipped, yeah. And she chipped him. From the yeah, from it was the, ballsy. From the penalty. From spot. the penalty spot. <laughs> it just, I was like. She, like Clearly. I don't think this is physically possible. I was like, like the arc of that thing must and have just been. And the angle, too, because it ends up coming in sideways yeah. into yeah. the corner. It's like, yeah, like she, yeah, it's like a rainbow chip. Or, it's funny because I feel like clearly, as you mentioned earlier, Luke, like when Brandis is talking to Dangerfield about like tactics, like he clearly like knows what he's talking about. I feel like yeah. he probably ad-libbed that because he maybe like understood soccer a little bit. And, like oh, no one else, somebody hanging no one else in this soccer. movie understands soccer right. whatsoever. Like he just like yeah. made that up. Because he's like, oh, yeah, this makes sense. This is what I should be saying as somebody, you know, uh, playing in this position. But nobody else in, in anywhere on this film understood soccer whatsoever. New. Which is why they have a, uh, a goddamn uh, chip shot for the, for the right. final PK. Right. Like, which is – and the thing with the PK, like, there's not – there's usually not a whole lot of drama over whether the PK is going in. Yeah. It's whether you can keep it out. Because, yeah. I mean, like, what's the percentage of PKs that go in? 80%? I think it's eighty. Maybe, maybe maybe higher, you don't yeah. stop. A, you don't stop yeah. a whole lot of penalties. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's a chance you can accidentally yeah. loft it over. Except her whole story arc was that she's terrible, and every time she touches right. the ball, she's it goes into she outer space. She, she yeah. go misses it. So, out. Yeah. 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 The the one other thing where I actually like I like kind of like. I get perked up was when Tommy Lasorda shows up at the end of the movie. I was like, Tommy Lasorda. <laughs> I was like, I wrote in my notes, Tommy Lasorda. <laughs> there's there's a comforting face. So. Honestly, yeah, this movie was not I mean, good. I'll, I'll give at you all. one more. So I've mentioned a couple that I that I thought were fine. I actually did think when he's trying to defend white people in sports, and he starts saying, "Oh, we're good at fox hunting," so that I, that was funny, kind that of because it was so weak. A, yeah, that could have been a better done. Oh, piece, certainly, yeah. You know, the, just showing the absurd links he has to go to to like you know defend it. Yeah. yeah. Right. One one um one thing that I don't think was supposed to be funny, but I found funny was at the end of the movie. Of course, everything works out perfectly for Rodney Dangerfield. And yep. um, he's and so they have a helpful for you, the audience moment of summarizing how things have all worked out yep. when he's on a bus and he's talking to his boss and his boss is having this like overly demonstrative conversation yep. where he's well, like, Chester, oh, you got everything I sure, you I, sure, I sure do love that you're now the VP of the thi- yeah, yeah, totally. And uh, I, oh, how is married life? But the, like they don't talk all the time. No. How right. is being married? Yeah. You know, so and then finally. <laughs> And this is the part where I thought it was really funny. He's like, now I understand that my daughter and your son have been seeing a lot of each other. Like, he's like, sees so little of his daughter <laughs> that he has to, like, catch up on the yeah. news from talking to Rat. Yeah. I understand that my literally my daughter has been dating your son for a long time. Is that accurate? And that was funny. Just Well, and then he's, oh, you, you wouldn't, you'd be surprised how much of her he's been seeing. <laughs> so, like, even at the end, he's he got to make it creepy. That. <laughs> well, there was a, there was a, that reminds me of a mo- another like creepy moment where he's trying to. This is in the moment when when Matthew is trying to play both Martha and Matthew. He's running upstairs yes. and downstairs for two right. different audiences and stuff. And Rodney is trying to think of how to distract his girlfriend so that she doesn't see her son in the wrong state, in Martha state, right? right? And so the best idea he can come up with is right there in the kitchen. He's like, "Oh, baby, come here!" Like, like, like he oh, just yeah, he wants yeah. to just like throw her down and make yeah, love. She's like, gonna... "Oh, Chester, I don't know." And she's like, "What if what if Matthew sees like, 
Oh, he's a big kid. He knows what goes on. Like, he's just going to start fucking her in front of Matthew. <laughs> know, and, like, that's hey, a compelling. This is, this is normal. Like, she's going to be like, oh, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> what if he walks in? And, it's no big deal. And then, oh, and then, and then when, he's, when he's clear, like, then he's like, oh, it's, never mind. No, oh, oh, you're, no, you're right. No, he's, he's a little, he's a little he's boy. He doesn't this. know any of it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And, and she just goes with it. She's like, wow, you're making a lot of great arguments right now. <laughs> and now I find myself conflicted. <laughs> this movie has a lot of uh, plot continuity issues. I'm gonna, oh, I'm gonna, yeah. I'm going to give you guys one last one, okay? Yeah. Are we good for one last one? Yeah, I think so. I, uh, I went to see my doctor, Vinny Boombots. You know Vinny Boombots. Uh, <laughs> he said, uh, I said, doctor, every time in the morning I look in the mirror and I feel... Uh, I feel like I'm just ugly. What do you? What's wrong with me? And he said, uh, I don't know, but your eyesight's 2020. <laughs> <laughs> it does feel like a slide whistle should come after most of these yeah. jokes. Yeah. Um, yep. Does anybody else have anything they want to add about this movie before we, we need to? We uh, we we have a I question. We, I want to I want to make sure we get we, we get questions. Yeah. Can we can we give it our rating on a on a oh, on yeah. our scale from yeah, you uh, the scale the scale from Vadim Demidov to um, Darwin Quintero? What do you rate this movie? This is a Demidoff own goal. Yeah. Uh, really? Because you realize there's nowhere to go but beyond that. Yeah. I was going to, I would say this is a. It's a, it's a Demidoff red card. Because <laughs> you're going to watch United Passions. You're going to find yourself with nowhere to go. Yeah, you're right. And you're accidentally right. Gotta, end up saying save, these are the same I movie. I got to save an absolute floor somewhere. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I, I would say this is a. Uh, this is an Alexi Gomez misguided. Ooh. Ooh, cross. <laughs> I did cross. That actually ends up being a shot, but it's actually 30 yards over the goal. Okay. <laughs> it it okay. hits, hits one of our capos, knocks yes. him out. Yes. That's what this movie is. Yep. Okay. Right. Tears through the TIFO. Yeah. God damn it. We should have got better materials. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it a Yago. Like, you okay. know, you go in thinking there could be some promise here, yeah. Yeah. and ultimately it's it's absolute garbage. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. Fair. Fair, fair, fair. So do we we have some questions about Ladybugs? We've got one question. Yeah. Just one? We we already covered in our regular coverage podcast. We bug. covered the top movies that are have bug bug I mean, related I guess, titles. I guess, you know, we should maybe at some point let Zoe have a rebuttal after we've ripped her favorite movie to shreds. <laughs> she can get her own podcast. That's yeah. right. Get you get your own show, Zoe. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> that is how she sounds. <laughs> so exactly her voice. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you meant it to be, but it is. Uh, so Du Rosales, uh, he uh, actually messaged me. He said, "Is the death of Jonathan Brandis caused by Ladybug's PTSD?" Ooh. This is actually so, a, a funny we, joke that like he oh, made, so he made. It's an unfunny topic. Actually, four of us fun, made like a lot point. of us. A lot of us made a Jonathan Brandis suicide <laughs> comment related to this movie. Yeah. None of us are any better for it. We get it. So yeah. we stooped. We didn't rise. But, yeah, we uh, really did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, R.I.P. Jonathan uh, let, Brandis. Let me uh, let me at least throw this one out there. So somebody somebody had asked if. Um, if uh, the Star Wars prequels would have been better if Jonathan Brandis had been Anakin Skywalker, which was a role he was rumored to be in the running for, I suggested if he had been in the prequels, he only would have killed himself sooner. <laughs> Oof. That's not so much of a joke as an observation. Yeah, well, I, I, well, honestly, you're, you're, you're maybe not wrong. Like, I, well, real. and you, if you think so. about what the role of Anakin Skywalker did to the two gentlemen who did play him... <laughs> I may be right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that you posted that because then uh, uh, MJ ran, like 
jumped in with some actual technical. Yeah, uh, MJ. <laughs> like I don't want to actually. I always, you can always tell when MJ finally decides to hop back on Twitter. He does it once a week, yep. and then he hits retweet on every tweet he sees over the last week. And so your timeline Bless is fucked. Yeah, what a sweet guy. A Anyways, guy. Uh, Luke, you had you had a theory about this, right? Oh yeah, I, well, I have Brandis a theory. It, yeah. it, it doesn't totally add up, but I really think this movie like cursed the careers of everyone who appeared in it. Like nobody who was in this went on to a whole no, lot that was true. much better. Um, no, that's I mean, actually true. Vanessa, this is, this Vanessa a pity, Shaw is about as close. Because Rodney Dangerfield was running high for about 10, 10 years. He was, he did Caddyshack, Back to School was a great you know kind of eighties you know comedy. Yeah, uh, he did this, and then he it was just a bunch of shit thereafter, yeah, yeah. and then he died. Um, Jonathan Brandis is before know, Jonathan Brandis, a tragic though. end. Yeah. Um, you know, in really like the. Um, uh, Vanessa Shaw. So she survived. She, she survived. She did Hocus Pocus the next year. Yeah, which was yeah, a very I I, I love Hocus. It's my mom's favorite. Uh, what's my mom's favorite? Well remember. Okay. I love Hocus Pocus. Okay, there you go. Um, and then she's and she's actually been in a bunch of stuff. Yeah, she's around. But pretty much everybody else, other than uh, uh, Farmer Fran, Coach Bull. I mean, that yep. guy probably made uh, some money. Co- yeah, he, well, he's been <laughs> in a bunch of Adam Sandler movies, yeah. and then the uh, girl who played uh, why what Pinzer Kinzer what's the minion. Penny, Penny Pitzer, yeah. She's actually yeah. had a pretty. She's actually had a decent like behind. She she was oh, a yeah, very right, successful yeah. child actor apparently, and and quit, and now she's sort of behind the scenes. I think she's producing and writing. Producer, yeah, and all that. Grew and you up know to what? be non fucked up. She did grow up to be a beautiful young lady. So yeah. yeah. So I guess horny horny seven year old Roddy Dangerfield wasn't totally wrong. Wasn't totally wrong. <laughs> <laughs> That's take take from us guys. Horny Roddy, horny seven year old Roddy Dangerfield wasn't always wrong. I don't know. That's all I got. Uh, <laughs> any, any last like last parting thoughts about this movie? Anything we want to say before we talk? We tell people what the next movie will be. Uh, we um, don't have an official date yet for when we're going to do this, but we have a, an, another movie picked out. I think so. so yeah. So uh, my I, my last thought is um, there are movies out there that are that can be so bad they're good. You know. Yes. Uh, it, whether it's because they're campy or they you know what they steer into every skid in just the right ways or or they go for it and even if it didn't pan out they had this idea and damn it they chased it a hundred percent of the way. This is not one of those movies. No. This no. was a movie that That's started was bad for. and was phoned in by all. Yes. Um, the fact that it made $15 million is, uh, is, a, is a war crime. When you could have been spending your movie money seeing Under Siege instead. I mean, my God. Yeah. Or Reservoir Dogs or My <laughs> yeah, Cousin Vinny exactly. or lots of, other, lots of other really great movies that year. Anyways. That's Luke, all I have to say about to, it. To no, I, I'm done. Okay. I, am, I am done with Ladybugs. Yeah. Please... I, do not rent Ladybugs on yeah. Amazon for three ninety nine. Just listen to this show instead. Between um, the three of us, I think we just pitched ten dollars towards some somebody's collecting royalties on the shit now. Yeah, like, like I kind of feel bad just, about it at this point. Just subscribe to Dave's I Know Patreon and like <laughs> listen to these instead with your money. Exactly, okay? exactly. Yeah. Uh, so the next movie we're gonna watch. So we just, we've watched a uh, a what theoretically was a soccer comedy, um, a kung fu soccer comedy. Yeah, it's actually a soccer comedy. We're actually gonna watch a good movie next time, or at least. Every, it's got really good critical reception. Uh, we're gonna watch the Damn United. Damn United. The Damn United. Excellent movie. Um, it's on Amazon Prime. So if you have Amazon Prime, uh, get on that. Watch it. Uh, we haven't. We'll announce hopefully here in the next couple weeks when we're gonna uh, do this podcast again. Hopefully within any, any time in the next three to four weeks. Uh, once the season k- kicks off, we'll see how we'll, have, how we'll be able to do these. But um, that's kind of the plan. So love it. Yeah. yeah. So uh, 
thanks for thanks for listening. You can find uh, Martin at offensive uh, uh, offensive loons. Offensive uh, uh, loons. Uh, offensive uh, uh, loons. Offensive loons. Yeah. Uh, me at Texas Zeller. <laughs> uh, Luke at Born with the Tail uh, underscore. Born with the Tail underscore. Yeah, Born with the Tail underscore. And then uh, the underscore is the tail. Yes. It is. Yeah. Yes. That was. It was that what the tail and. I wish you guys could see Luke right now. He came in here wearing his goddamn Big Lebowski sweater. <laughs> <laughs> he orders a white Russian. <laughs> got He's a not fooling here, anybody. I'm the, only, I'm the only one who gets dressed up for a podcast. <laughs> I get, yeah, I look like shit. Take us home, Martin. We are so happy that you decided to throw a couple of bucks our way and submit us to this torture. We are the Daves you know. Additionally, a Luke. This has been the Daves I know. The Watch Party. As you do yours, land here, become fecund. Yeah, uh, we, we yeah. do our thing, son. Through the act, we attract two, hope to reach one. Some will paint a piece, some will spray with a machine gun. It's mad work to be done. Uh, we, we do our thing, son. Y'all know we can't do nothing at all.